0: life's a little sweeter here on dazed and infused
1: welcome 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 back to dazed and infused i'm latham woodward and today i'm very pleased to have a cannabis pioneer and comedian film star and everything else tommy chong tommy welcome to the program hey thanks a lot ratham thank you for having me thank you uh today i i'm just going to start out and just get rid of the fanboy stuff i'm a 56 year old man i grew up with cheech and chong Um, I had your albums, had to steal them from my brother's uh, friends just to listen to them. And uh, the only way, yeah, it was forbidden in my household. You know, my mom was, what the hell are you (laughs) listening to, kid? (laughs) That,
2: That was our that was our magic sauce. You know, know, record something that you're not supposed to hear and everybody will hear it.
1: <laughs> All right. I love it. And um, and right when you guys came back in 2008, I believe. Um, yeah, I, we got I back was, together. Yeah. I went to your appearance at the Knob Hill Masonic Center in San Francisco on Sunday, November 23rd, 2008. I still have the ticket. One of the greatest wow. concerts I've ever seen. And I was three three oh, feet away Oh,
2: wonderful. 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 I love right. that.
1: So that's the fanboy stuff out of the way. And now into some serious stuff. Um, you guys, uh, you and Cheech have started a new store chain in five states. And it's going to be called Cheech and Chong's. Is that correct? It's going to be Cheech and Chong's all the way. Yep. All right. And you're going to be uh, featuring your uh, Tommy Chong's cannabis and Cheech Marin's uh, stash brand. And that it's going to
2: feature. Cool. Uh, it's going to feature our our uh, weed products. It's also going to feature our merch, uh, Cheech and Chong merch. It's also going to feature. You know, we're going to have uh, showings of the movies in, in different locations, and oh, we're just going to we're going to we're we're going to conquer the world with Cheech and Chong.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, any chance that that lowrider will be there where you hotboxed it in?
2: The Lowrider, if you win yeah. a contest, you know, if the, if the Cheech and Chong, uh, whatever venue wins a contest, you're going to get the Lowrider. And they're also wow. going to get the ice cream truck and they're also <laughs> going to get the van the, the made out of uh, marijuana. That we're we're, we're going to. Yeah, that, that was the whole thing about uh, uh, us waiting for the right time. Yeah. And now the, the right time has come and, and here we are.
1: Oh, well, the fans love it. So, um, I always start out my interviews with a um, basic question. What What was your historical link to cannabis? When was the first time you tried cannabis in your life?
2: I remember very well. I was 17 years old. I was at a jazz club uh, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a private club because, uh, you know, we had a very dry county in Calgary. <clears throat> you know, the bars would close at 12 midnight, actually 11.30. You give the bartenders a chance to clean up the place. And so there's no drinking uh, after 12, and, and none at all on Sunday. Right. And so we had this little private jazz club. And, you know, they let musicians in if you carried your uh, – your in it. like, if you showed up with an instrument, then you got in free. And even though I didn't play jazz, I definitely uh, – loved the, the club. And so I was at there one night and uh, a, a bass player, jazz bass player named Raymond Ma showed up. He just came from L.A. He just came. He had a vacation in L.A. He showed up and he handed me a, a, a Lenny Bruce album, a comedy album, and a, a joint, a marijuana cigarette. And I put the joint in my pocket and then uh, Ray went uh lit up his own joint and i smoked pot for the first time
1: that night (laughs) and uh i was 17 right on okay seems to be a common answer the 17 to 18 that's cool yeah um i'm gonna ask you just about the current social climate and what we're seeing right now and so many interesting different upheavals happening right I'm a child of the late 60s and 70s. You were doing your thing back then. And I, I recognize Cheech and Chong not just for the comedy, not just for the cannabis, not just for a lot of things, but I recognize it also as the time in which the American public saw different ethnicities being represented in film and in albums. And at the time, did you did you recognize how important that was to be represented? Well. Yeah,
2: yeah, I did. I did. In fact, that 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 was why uh we went that route. You know, uh I was I've always been proud of who I was. You know, I right. you know, when I was uh, quite young, my mother, well, well, you know, we we were raised in a very racist uh, society in Calgary, Alberta.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh they looked down on on anything brown or anything different. You know, it was a very cowboy, white, racist uh, town, sure. and so my mother warned me right away. You know, uh, before I went to school, because you know, uh, we we were terrorized when we were young. Uh, when we moved into our our neighborhood, we moved into this uh, that I remember. You know, I was what six, five, six years old. And, uh, and we we're, were at a friend's house one night, you know, and it was in the country. So we're coming home and we got, uh, attacked basically by a group of, uh, kids, boys, you know, older boys. And they were like kind of terrorizing us because of, of our nationality. And so when, when we, my brother and I, when we got home, I, you know, we told my, my, my dad and my dad, you know, it was like, a little guy, but he was very athletic and very tough. He was five foot three, but tough as nails. And he, he, he chased after the boys. And I don't know if he caught him or not, but uh, we were never uh, terrorized after that. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely grew up knowing that I was different. And my brother, being older, he, he fought his way to and from school almost yeah. every day. And so, so we we knew exactly who we were, and uh, and and then we ended up meeting other people of the same problems or the same uh, color, and uh, and that's how I, that's how we survived. You know, uh, we had white friends. You know, we had, uh, but mostly uh, Japanese, Chinese, uh, Indian. You know, mm-hmm. Native, uh, and 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 that's that was just a way of life. And so when I, my first band, uh, or, uh, you know, I, I used to play uh, backup guitar for a singer. He was full-blood uh, Sarsi native. And, uh, and, and then uh, I, I met this black uh, dancer. He was a football hero, Tommy Milton. And uh, he, he could sing. And so we put a, 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 a trio together, and we called ourselves The Shades. Because we are all different colors, that's a good and, one. And and then the Shades became a band, uh, our, our rock, arm uh, first rhythm and blues band in Canada. That I can, that I'm quite sure that that's the way it was. You know, first time you know black guys on stage in Canada, and so right from the beginning, you know, it was always uh, we always knew that we were different, and we took advantage of it.
1: All right. Well, I think right now, too, back then, let's say, like 1971, 72, we had shows that were innovative, different, and they featured a lot of different uh, ethnicities on Chico and the Man, uh, Sanford and Son, uh, What's Happening, all these different things. And it was such a different thing that most people hadn't seen before. And I view it right now as like, wow, this is an important time in our history. And it was a, a time when people were saying, this integration is the best thing for us. We need to embrace all of this thing. And then it's just seemed to have drifted away. Um, do you think the early 70s... Well, it depends, but... but oh, go ahead.
2: What you what, what you were saying there, you know, Chico and the Man, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was uh, uh, ripped up uh, our bit. Uh, James right. Cormac, uh, Tartikoff uh, wanted uh, us to do a, a series and he had, uh, James Comax, a writer of Chico and the man follow us around for three months. And, and they created Chico and the man because we turned, I turned it down. I turned down. I, I didn't want to I do had no television. idea.
1: I had no yeah, idea. I didn't,
2: I didn't want to do television at that stage of our career wow. because I knew it would, it would be, we'd be over, you know, and right. and we were just starting. And so, so, uh, when I turned it down, then Comax got a hold of, uh, uh the other guys, uh what was Uh, it? Freddie Uh, Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince. And and it was a bit that Cheech and I did called uh Pedro and 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 Man. Pedro and Man was the name of our albums. Okay. And so uh Jimmy Comax just took the whole thing and made Chico and the man. And he and he called me up, you know, we never got paid or anything, but he he called me up and he said, you know, sorry I ripped you off, but that's cool. That's, oh, <laughs> 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 but but that was cool, and yeah, uh, yeah and, and so yeah, when, when, when no, when Cheech and I started, I, I made a very conscious effort uh, uh, to to really show off our our, our our who we were, as opposed to trying to be someone else. Yeah,
1: well, you did a good job of that one. I, you know, my family's from uh, a lot of my family's from Chile. So we're an immigrant family as well, you know. It's and I know there was a lot of problems when my family moved here. That's since gone the wayside to a certain extent. Um, how do you think we're going to change permanently entrenched mindsets toward race and um, more extensively cannabis too? Because I think there's some. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Well, nothing. Nothing is permanent, by the way. And and uh, the change. It, we're, we're we're actually changing back. You know, there was a time when, when marijuana was considered a, a, a medicine, and right. was sold over the counter. And, you know, we we they had the ten, what do you call the textures? You know, the oil back yeah. back in the day, and they sold marijuana extract. Uh, you know, uh, cannabis extract. Um, and so we were actually in and out of it, you know, the thing is America became very racist right from the beginning, you know, starting with the slavery, you know, and then prohibition was a, a, another a form of uh, racism because they, they were uh, going against the Italians and the Germans and the French. And that, that's why they, pro, you know, because the Germans, telling the French had their liquor, their alcohol. And, yeah. and that's why, that's why prohibition happened. Uh, and then when they had prohibition, then they started up the, uh, the FBI and, you know, the cops, that's where the police force comes to enforce the racist laws, the racist, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 prohibition laws. Right. And then when prohibition ended, they needed another law. And so they created the, the marijuana prohibition,
1: another, I, demon. I,
2: another racist, another demon, to, right. to, to, to create the, the police force with. And so we're now emerging out of that. And, and you know, we, we, we all, all this to the cell phone and to the computer. Because uh, now, if you want to know something, you don't have to rely on a newspaper article or, or someone to tell you a lie. Uh, you can Google everything you need to know. And right. that's why marijuana became, became a medicine. Because they, you know, they found out that it, it, it helped people with ailments more than anything. That's where the uh, medical marijuana came because people needed their medicine. Right. And so, and, and so that, that's why I, uh, you know, my, my, I contend that all marijuana use is me- medical, you know, because whether you know it or not, you, you're taking a medicine, right, <laughs> you know. It's a medicine that'll help you sleep, help you eat. It'll it'll do so many good things for you.
1: Tommy Chong, you keep bringing back some really great memories and some really good times. Thanks for uh, everything. But we're going to go to the next break here. And when we're back, we're going to talk a little more about Tommy's career and his new store chain, Chichen Chong's Cannabis. We'll be right back.
0: We'll be back to crave your sweet tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this.
2: Hempire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential
1: to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Empire focuses on a diverse range of
2: serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric
1: container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back with Dazed and Infused and today's guest, Tommy Chong. Tommy, thanks for being here. I'm fond of saying that you know, whether or not you believe that it has actual physical benefits, I believe the medical benefit of cannabis is enough for so many people because at the very least, cannabis can help you get your mind off your problems for a little while. And that that mental relief is so important in today's society because we're in just influence everywhere. The, like you said, cell phones, the internet, everything everything's beaten down on you and you need some relief.
2: Well, you see, see what you just nailed right on the head there. You see, what marijuana does, it affects the brain. It goes right to the brain. And what it does, it relaxes the body. It relaxes the brain. It, you know, it hits a creative spot in the brain. You see, you can't, you, everybody suffers from uh, depression. Depression basically is living in the past or, or, or in fear of the future. You know that's what depression really is—is mo— you know, mourning. You can't get out of the mourning, and what mourning is basically is is rehashing what used to be, you know, or or being afraid of what might be. Good. Well, marijuana takes that away from you. See, that's why the memory thing with marijuana happens because you can't remember what you were sad about, you can't remember what you were afraid about. <laughs> All you can do is be in the present. Right. And see and be and, and also marijuana, when it uh, uh, affects the brain, it allows the body to relax and to be off the fight or flight mode that the body gets in. You see when you when you're in fear, you're afraid of what might happen to the body and 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 so the body right away directs the blood and and, and everything to the muscles so that you can, Uh, move when you have to move, or you can pick up things, or you can fight, you can protect the body. Well, when you get high on marijuana, it takes that fear away. And all of a sudden, you're just living in the present. And when you're in the present, there's nothing to be afraid of, no matter what it is. And so when you're in the present, the body relaxes, and then the immune system can, can kick in. And that's what fights the the disease, you see. And and once you're relaxed, that's why hypnosis is so good for you, too. Because hypnosis, too, will will relax the body and and then cause the body to. and, And that's what animals do when they get hurt. Like if a dog gets hurt, it doesn't go to the doctor. It crawls off in a corner. It doesn't eat. It doesn't drink. And it gives the body a chance to heal itself. And right. and that's and that's the, that is the secret, and that's the healing. Uh, uh, the reason why marijuana is so good in, in so many ways.
1: I love it. You know, um, let's move on to a different subject now, and that's um, a guy I've interviewed before, Andrew D'Angelo, and his brother Steve, in the Last Prisoner Project. Obviously, this is you're the right guy to talk to about this. These guys have been doing a valiant effort to get every person convicted, which I say wrongly convicted of a cannabis crime released from federal and state prisons around the country. Today there's still, I think close to 20,000 people incarcerated in this country because of cannabis laws and draconian laws set up by federal prosecutors of which you have been a victim of. Um, What's your comments on, on that? I know your feelings, but, in the current state of things, we should. Don't you think we should just have a wholesale release of all these people, so long as they were not convicted of violent offense?
2: Well, it would be nice, but that'll never happen. <laughs> you know, just co- in the just best goes of, goes of the all complex.
1: worlds. Yeah.
2: Well, in the best of all worlds, see, it's a bu- bu- bureaucracy, bureaucracy, and and I, when I was in prison, there were uh, people that were. They had been ordered, released by the courts, but yet they were still being held in prison because once you go to prison, the prison owns you, you know, right. they you're can stuck. Say, uh, they, you're stuck. Now, if you have money and you can hire a lawyer and you can pay off the right person, you can get you can get uh, 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 you, know, you, you can be looked at. You know, it, it'll look at you. You stay at a jail like Epstein. You know, Epstein had money. So he he not only stayed out of jail, but when he was convicted, he had, uh, you know, he he was on work release, all that bullshit, you know. And and that's what happens when you have money. And that's what America. And so what happens in in, in the prison, it's uh, it's really the slave labor that's going on, you know, because all those people in in jail, they're not just sitting in jail. They're working. (laughs) They're working at jobs in the prison. And if you right. don't work, you get tortured. You know, they will torture you. You know, I was lucky because I was older and I had a, what do you call And I was famous, but I was older. And so I, 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 I didn't have to do any of the, the, the worst jobs in the prison that people have, you know, work in the kitchen or, or, or work in the fields or anything like that. But it's chain, chain gangs still exist right now. And so uh, in order to, and, and what will happen? it depends on what the county and, and what you have to do with anything. You have to find a substitute for, for the, the cheap labor, you know, uh, and, 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 this pandemic is really helping out because what's happening when they close everything down, everybody's in the same boat. Now you yeah. got people going to food banks, you know, that would never even dream of going to food banks, but they got no choice. Yeah. And so you talk about, you know, they're always worried about us becoming a communist country. <laughs> Welcome to the communist country, folks, <laughs> because <laughs> because we, we got no choice. You know, There's no gonna, choice, man.
1: Well, COVID brought on the, the Grateful Dead tune, you know, long, strange trip it's been, you know, it's just like completely happening yeah. right now in front of us. It's just, wow. Right now. And right, you right. can't lie it away.
2: You can't bullshit away. You can't buy it away. It's there. And, yeah. and it's affecting everybody. Everybody. So, but the good thing, it's brought out all these... I mean, people had time to... Uh, they're not doing anything, so they can go uh, protest. And you reflect. Know? They got no right. jobs to go to. They got nothing to protect. They can go on the street and make the signs and protest. So and So... so, so It's a COVID that's changing the world for us.
1: We're going to take a break right now with Tommy Chong. Um, Tommy, great interview. And after the break, we're going to come back with some more fascinating things about Tommy Chong and his career, music, movies, and albums. We'll be right back to Dazed and Infused.
0: We'll be back to crave your sweet tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this.
2: The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace. Progressing toward The Green Peak, each week joined Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The, the Green, Green Peak, Peak, with Richard Zwicky. be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah. Get it on Android and I and IOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp
1: Inc. Sweet
0: sativa, How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back with Tommy Chong talking about cannabis, the Cheech and Chong cannabis stores, and so much more. What do you think the role of government should be going forward? This is a great eye-opener because I think that so much of the government is being looked at like now. It's like, what what the fuck do people do? You know, why are you telling us how to live our lives? Well, what's your feeling on that? Do you think the government is going to get dim- diminished or they're just going to retreat and try to make themselves bigger?
2: Well, again, it's all about money. You know yeah. you know what's going to re- – it's going to rely on the, the bozos or what's his name, the Jeff – the, the billionaire that's Bezos. almost know Bezos. Bezos, it's yeah. going to really uh, rely on the Bezos, uh, 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 the the Bill Gates, all those guys. They they got more money than countries,
0: and a they're the ones more. that
2: are. See, uh, you know, you know, my my solution is is that we pay we pay people to go to school. Yeah, that's that's my solution. We 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 yeah, we get schools, but we pay them a wage to go to school That's and a great we teach idea. them what we teach them. We pay them to learn. And if you want to work, yeah. Okay. This is what you got to do. It's like the apprentice program, only, only with everything where you're getting paid. You're actually getting paid because that will in the long run, you know, that will, that will cure our, 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 our ills. And the wow. thing is, you know what we're learning? We're learning that war doesn't work. You know, killing doesn't work because what you do, do you destroy everything and then you have to rebuild it. Okay, so you don't have to destroy it to do it. What you can do now, and we have the technology, by the way. We have AI. We have artificial intelligence. Now, I have, I've heard people, they're scared of it. Oh, they're going to do this. Oh, bullshit. Artificial intelligence is intelligence. And when you're intelligent, you don't destroy you build, you create. I, I gotta. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. You got a scoop now. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I figured out. I figured out a way how the movie industry can save the world. Now you know how that's going to be. Uh, I'm, you, know, I'm you know all yours. You know when they did the the big movies back in the day, MGM. They did uh, uh, Moses. Uh, uh, you know, uh, with the Ten Commandments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know what they did with the Ten Commandments? They hired the Egyptian army to be extras. Okay. Okay. They had enough money to hire a, an army. An right? army. Uh, my uh, my solution for this is to. Have the, uh, a movie company uh, where you have a mogul like uh, Sam Goldwyn and you do movies about what's going on in the world today. For instance, uh, you do a movie about the immigrants coming into America. OK, you hire all the immigrants, all the the, the ones that are trying to get in. The real immigrants, the guys who are in the process. Uh, the real. You hire them as extras and, and crew members. What you do, you vet them. You, inter- you in- interview everybody that wants to come in. And then as they come in, they say, okay, uh, you're an extra. You're, you're, you're a baker. Okay, then you're going to be baking food. You're uh, whatever you are. And, and and if and if you're nothing or you're looking for a gig, then you're either an extra or you're an apprentice to some movie uh, guild, and mm-hmm. you hire everybody, and then you create a ten-year or maybe twenty-year uh, series where where the series lasts that long, you know, and uh-huh. and and then and what the movie is about, it's about what we're doing. You know where we're creating a society now. One movie will be about creating a, 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 a water treatment uh, program where you take the water from the ocean and you 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 create uh, 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 you you make drinking water. Out of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you make drinking water and, and, and yeah uh, from the ocean. I, I, I designed a whole mountain with uh, with the plastic waste and, and all the waste we, we create mountains out of them. and then you pipe the water up to the top of the mountain and then as it filters down, it filters. or you you create a clean water and then it filters down and the mountain itself creates a, 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 a recreation because that, that's one thing that we that we need to promote in the world is rec- like parks because that you know that's what they're worried about now is the uh, the uh uh disney you know the tourist tourism because tourism really basically is recreation people right. going on on vacation you know that and what do they do they go to re, go to nice places go to the beaches and so on and so what what i want to do is create uh, oases in, in in these areas, like in Syria, for instance, because the Syrian uh, revolution started because the farmers uh, there was a drought. Farmers had to move into the towns. There was no work. There was no uh, ability, so they had a revolution because they saw that everybody at the top were living great, and everybody at the bottom were were starving, like the the French Revolution. You know that's right. what happened there, and and so what I say we can do that with movies with movies and have a movie company all over the world, uh, uh, doing creating and what you do, you create movies about the problems that you have. I saw a movie last night. It was, uh, John, uh, uh what's it? Oh, God, my memory's bad today. A Stewart. you know, yeah. his movie that he did. Oh, yeah, did yeah, you yeah, see yeah. it yet?
1: No, I haven't. I've have seen you seen that movie? Previous. Okay. No.
2: It's a, it's a great movie and what it does, it, it sort of, it, it creates uh, an answer to the political system that we're doing he, here. Basically, the movie is about a uh, a, a guy. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, he's uh, a, a, a political op- uh, a democratic political guy, yeah. and, and he sees this guy that would make. It, we can make him a star, and so anyway, he, he he makes him a he he runs for mayor in a small town. And then they have the opposition, the Republican Party, trying to get, keep Dermere in town. Anyway, I won't ruin the movie for you, but it's all about fixing the political system. So, and, and he does it with a movie. And so my, my, my plan is to fix the world with a movie because what you need, you need a czar. You need someone that says, okay, this is the way it has to be, period. There's no voting and no, uh, you know, we, we should do this is to, you know, you can have all that. But, it, it, but it's got to see in the old days. If you watch any of the old movies, they had a moral code and you weren't, the, you know, people oh, yeah, that weren't thought, married, weren't supposed to sleep together and all that. Yeah, the, Ho- well, the Hollywood
1: code. Yeah, I remember.
2: That, that's right. That's right. And it affected the civilization, you know, yeah. because people, you know, they, they, they get influenced by that. You know, you know, that's what it is. And that's what's happening now. You see, we got a president in there that is such a terrible example for a human being, let alone a president. You good, know, good that point. he's, that it's, it's causing, it's causing all this problems with the police, with everybody. We need, we need people in there that have, uh, 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 morals, you know, and you can do that with movies and, and movies take years. To, to make and can so, I, so,
1: can I propose ahead. a name for this? The sure. Chong Initiative or Chong Immigration Initiative.
2: <laughs> the movie? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I want to. I want
2: to be. No, I. I, I want to be a mogul. I want to <laughs> be a movie mogul. Uh, you know the the Chong Studios. Yeah, All that's right. what I would. Wouldn't mind. I, I like to be a movie. But you see what what happens. See, we can. You know, like if you're shooting a movie and you want to use uh, an immigrant, okay? What you do, you say, you go to the immigration say, I need this guy, and boom. You fly him over, you take care of his, uh, all his needs, his yeah. legal needs, his his food, everything. It's we can brilliant. do that with, with immigrants and, and vet them and put them in the right places. And then, and then when you're finished with the movie, they can either stay or go home or do whatever they want. In the meantime, we, 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 we fill up the guilds, all the movie guilds are filled with, with people, you know, uh, the extra guilds, the uh, screen actors, all that. They get, they're get they getting money, they're creating, and, and they're also organizing. You know, they keep everybody organized. And then there's a health system. You get a, immediately, when you're a movie, you get health care. Yep. Uh, you know, they have get to your, keep you get healthy. Your SAG,
1: your SAG benefits that's right
2: that's right and so do that with the whole fucking world I love why it. not why so, not I,
1: and so that's my plan so tommy let's let's move on to another subject what do you think the future yes. of cannabis is i mean the real future i mean obviously i think we're going down the right path everything's getting better and your stores are opening and but where do you think it is it, I, I view it like a cvs i think your your store the stores are going to be like more of a grocery store thing What what's your take on that
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Because what happens? Something it, for everyone. When when you when you when you promote a product that affects the brain
0: and, and like
2: creates computers and everything else, what we're going to do? We're going to have a a, a civilization that is so well versed in every aspect of our lives. You know, look at look at the health aspect of it. yeah, you yeah. get the munchies. But if you eat the right food and you do the right exercise, it works in your favor. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But yep. the other thing that, that we have to – yeah, so the future of, of, of marijuana is, is the humans uh, catching up to the, to, the, to the benefits of marijuana. Yep. The marijuana won't change. It hasn't changed in a, a, a zillion years. We no. have to change. We have We're to change the life. ones that have to change. That's yeah. right.
1: So um, you're, I'm going to mention your stores again. They're going to be called Cheech and Chong's um, Cannabis Emporium, or what are you going to be calling them?
2: Yeah, Cheech and Chong Dispensaries. or Yeah, they're
1: Cheech and Chong's. Cheech and Chong's. Okay, cool. Cheech and Chong's. And, and, and for the listeners, at this stage in your life, do you feel like um, this is your legacy project, the one you're leaving behind to really leave your your mark? So it carries on. Absolutely, abs, absolutely,
2: right, on. absolutely. We want to create a space where people come for knowledge, for knowledge. Right. You know, I love it. and so we'll have the we'll have the latest books, the latest movies, we'll have the latest fashion, we'll have the latest whatever. You know, it's not just you know get high, and go sit in an alley, with, you know, with your with your buddies and listen to Cheech and Chong tapes. It's like coming into a nice space, uh, you know. And the spaces are all going to be different. I, I imagine tree houses. I imagine homeless shelters. I imagine all sorts of uh, creations. That's another thing I create. I'm creating too is homeless shelters because really? I think homeless shelters are, are needed. You know, Yo, where you damn can, right, where you don't. Yeah, you know, you don't have to be stuck with a mortgage and a, a three-piece, you know, three-bedroom uh, house because. You know the poor people, they they do it all the time. You need a place to cook, you need a place to sleep, and you need a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that's what I want to do. No, marijuana, like it's done me. Look, look what marijuana has done for me. I've got, I don't even have a high school education. I tried to get one in prison, but I I couldn't get past uh, algebra.
1: <laughs> put you in a big group with a lot of
2: people nobody they, they they wanted me to to cheat they said put down anything and we'll give you your thing i said i can't cheat for a, a jailhouse a jailhouse diploma <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather go around and say that i i failed it and I, and i did i failed it but look at me look, look at what I've accomplished. And it's all because I smoked. It's all because of that first day I smoked marijuana
1: in the jazz club. Uh, When, when, I,
2: uh, when I, in the jazz club, after I smoked marijuana, I realized that what I needed to do was get out on the, in the world and learn something, learn how to play blues guitar, you know, learn how to uh, do do what I'm doing. And, and, and I left all the doors open, you know, I never you know, like I see kids now, you know, they, they, my dad wants me to be a lawyer, you know, so they try their best, you know, all that stuff. I got a kid right now. Uh, he, he's got a degree in music, but mm-hmm. because there's no music going on, there's no money. I'm supporting him. And he's, yeah. he's in he was in Mexico uh, with his son and they're surfing. And, and, you know, and, and the first impulse was, oh, he needs to get a job. He, ah, fuck that. He doesn't need to get a job. I can support him. And he beautiful. he got a degree. He's got a degree. That's good enough for me. He, yeah, he showed that. me that he he can do that. And so I support him. And then when he comes to town, I'll probably see what he wants to do. And if he wants to, uh, you know, get get a, work with me in the, with a marijuana, fine. If not, I'll put him in a band with me, you know. But there's no... You, you know, that old, that's what marijuana did to me, man. I yeah. got money. I'll spend it. I'll spend it on my family in a heartbeat. In
1: yeah. yeah, I've read your bio, man. You have had not only just your comedy career, but you had a, a music in the top 20, I think. You had a top 20 hit yep. in yep. the late 60s. Um, you've done a, a yeah. lot of stuff. One thing I did read that I found fascinating was... During your filming of all the Cheech and Chong movies, you were, you were never high during that, right? But you brought all your experience no. to it. But, but you had to concentrate during those times and you had to work, right? And I think it's an we important message. Got, uh, we, we only got high uh, before we had watched dailies. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. And when I was directing, uh, you know, I, never, I, I don't think I smoked hardly at all when I directed any of the movies. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I, I, and when I was in prison, I, I went three years without getting high. You yeah. Know? And and they 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 offered me joints, and, and I I didn't need it. No, no, it's it's a medicine. You only take your medicine when you need it.
1: It's been a beautiful time, Tommy. Thank you so much for your your movies, your comedy, your albums. You've made a, made okay. a, a okay, big okay, bro, big difference. Thanks, man. Okay, bye. And as always, today's program of Days and Infuse has been brought to you by Suggies, the sweet, sweet take anywhere treat. That's S H O O G-I-E-S dot com. You can find Suggies in a dispensary near you in California. Tommy Chong, it's been a wonderful, wonderful interview, and thank you for supporting Days Infused.